When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, my talkers. Happy Friday. We're hanging out right now with Lori and Julia just a little bit after 3 o'clock. Three great hours ahead here with Lori and Julia. What do we expect to happen now, guys? What's going on over there? Ah, well, I don't know. I can feel my face. Ah, that's a good I can feel my face because I'm alive. Can't you? Well played. Well, so this is one of the things when you have a face left. Yeah. You, you kind of think... In the healing process, you're he, numb. You're I couldn't the, feel my face until just this week. Yeah. Slowly starting to feel everything. Okay. And I went into Walgreens this morning, hoping Bonnie, the cosmetic uh, lady, would be there. Yes. And she was. And um, she, I mean, if you have a Walgreens where there's somebody who works the cosmetics, she knows her stuff, man. Yeah. And, you know, Walgreens sells Avene. I don't know if I'm saying it right. A V E N E. It's something that's sold in all the French pharmacies. I bought some lotion last year when okay. I was in Paris. Yes. They, uh, they have they have so many good brands, but the only disappointing thing I found out today is the All May makeup pad removers. Alme is not going to be sold at Walgreens anymore. Oh, really? Mm. They've expanded their boots line, you know, the number seven. And she was showing me this cream that is like really amazing. That's clearing up, you know, her like spots you get on your chest. Serious? Yeah, she just, no, I mean, she's so good. She's at the one at Highlands. That's iconic, Lori, because I'm telling you, I... There's no one like that at our Walgreens in Woodbury. Oh, there isn't a regular cosmetic person? No, no. No, but there's a cashier station there, but no one. Oh, no. yeah, Bonnie's that, a long time. You have a treasure there. That I do. Is a, that because, is a treasure. You know that? Excuse me, what, Grant? I said that is a treasure. You're right. I, same with my Walgreens. Not that I go to that, but I have been in that area with Lily. It's like a ghost town, just trying to find someone to talk it to. Is. So the fact that you've got someone there that's always there, knowing it's, what you need. She's a treasure. She's Shout a treasure. Out to Bonnie yeah. at my, my my grandma Fudge used to be the cosmetic lady at Walgreens in the West End of Duluth. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she. I remember. I thought she was so fancy in her pencil skirt, and her um, pretty blouses and her high heels. And then her hair in an updo, smelling like emerald or chantilly. I love I, honest <laughs> emerald. To honest to Pete. To name some old-time uh, fragrances. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just think of Charlie's, kind of sweet, kind of wild Charlie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of hip, kind of Or numb. Tigress was my first oh, that was perfume your, that I, I believe, ever bought of myself. Of yeah. Tigress. Like Tigress. I'm Googling that. Oh, Why would it had like this Jeanette lemon? No, because <laughs> I liked musky. I, I always like the heavier yes. scents. I am not surprised. Yeah, so tigress, and it even had like a f- furry 
top. Yeah. Like well, it had felt well, on the cap. <laughs> Tigress. And I remember one time at the Orr house uh, dancing with the college boy. In Superior. Yeah. And I was like 16. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you smell so good. What are you wearing? I go, Tigress. And he goes, oh. Here is a bottle of your exact stuff with the top you were talking yeah. about on eBay. Vintage yeah. Tigress, $99. Wow. Yeah. But you can buy the new age stuff for $39.99 if you wanted to still grab some woman's or woman's tigress. I mean, that, Lori, and then Opium came out. I mean, oh. Opium. And Obsession, because that Obsession. was another... Um, Obsession was after Opium. Just musky, musky heavy yes. scent. But I remember, like, shopping, because Hoysier's Pharmacy was on the corner of Snelling and um, St. Clair, Kitty Corner from the St. Clair Broiler. And that was our pharmacy, and we'd always... And up the block, there was a, a knick-knack store, and mm-hmm. it had, like... You're a great nut, the world's great, greatest grandma. Remember all those little things you'd buy for your tchotchke tchotchkes? Yeah. And then yeah. Gina Tay, the lemon on top of the bottle. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. ever. And then the poofy, you know, powder poofs. Oh, oh my goodness, my goodness is Tigress, three forty nine. Yeah, on Etsy. That's Did you see that one? Yeah, it's for three hundred forty nine. Because it was Fabergé. 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 bottles. Oh my gosh! It's awesome. Yeah, fake tiger fur, and it was just, it was just so yummy. I just felt. So I don't even know up. the bottle. I'm gonna have to look at it. It looked like a tiger. It was Let very musky, you know, amber, vanilla, spicy scent. I just thought it was everything, you know. <laughs> Probably like my boyfriend thought brute was everything or whatever oh, you were. Brute. Brute. With the it came with the little shield on it. Yes. You know, it came with those little necklace. Yes. It truly, truly did. Mm-hmm. Um, we are gonna if you're if you hang out with us all day, you're in for a treat at the end of the day because we've got um professional singers coming in to join us. Ooh. Cheryl, Merritt, and Char will be joining us later in our show today. To sing, so we're excited about that. I can't wait to hear your review of Oppenheimer. Oh, um, Casey and I went to it last night. Um, I brought a, a shawl wrap because totally. I am always so cold in the theaters. Casey had a short sleeve shirt and shorts on, and was he freezing? He was freezing, and Why I had would... to give him some of my shawl, and we were huddling together. But Aww. I can't lean my face or anything uh, on him because I've mm-hmm. got you know a new face. I've got a stitches that are. <laughs> in the process of dissolving but we were just like i mean that's a long movie i, I, I it's cold in the theater oh, i just freezing. of course you. And so always i always bring i, I brought a, i always bring mm-hmm. an extra jacket and socks yes if you it was it was um a good were you movie too cold the whole time to f- no no we, okay. we, we we i mean you know it's hard to say that you enjoy the movie about you know how we came up with nuclear weapons you know and that it's a threat to this day but the story of how they went after him Mm -hmm. and just it was a fascinating great story and i did watch on the wgn with casey a show called manhattan which the manhattan project yeah it was uh, just like a I don't know, a short series. Yeah, and well, that was about all the people that didn't know that they were working on right. it, but they were like, you know, iron guys or welders, and they yes. were doing things, but they didn't know what they were building yeah. it for. I so think. it was really yeah. good, and it was great to see Robert Downey Jr. act oh. again. I couldn't believe how much he looked like Jack Lemon in the movie. Yeah, skinny. Skinny Very with skinny. the glasses yeah. and stuff, but um, it, yeah. It Cillian was, Murphy it, is, is amazing. He's just mesmerized in Florence Pugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so did you get the visual of? I mean, were you? I was. We saw it at Grandview. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's on a big. I was screen. so. I, I thought I was it was so very immersed very, in that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. But twenty minutes funny. too long. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, you know what? I I didn't I didn't even feel that way. I saw Mission Impossible. Um, what Dead Reckoning? Yes, part one. Um, that's a long movie, Grant. Yes, it is. That's longer, isn't it? Over. Th- it's about three. I would say it's just a little. And over I had three. to pee for half of it. Yeah, and I'm trying to you know hold my water, yeah. expand my bladder, and I practiced that last night in the movie theater. They're very worried about that movie with the part two coming out next year because it. Really did not, well. did not do well no. at the box office. Well, it, it just, yeah, it was packaged in the wrong it, time. It cost so much. Well, Lori, I can, yeah. It cost so much money. It was like $300 million. And it's just like now just gotten $3 million. So, you know. I, it was, all right, so I'll, I'll tell you watch what I thought it, about I'll it. watch it when you, it comes streaming. I'll tell you, because we had just watched the last one, which was done in 2018, like a couple weekends ago. It was good. Yes. It had some really Fun chase scenes and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a couple scenes that you're like at the edge of your seats. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I hated knowing at the end, it, a... it should have just said to be continued. Thank you. Yeah. That's that was... all it need. It because I just I hate. I, it really ends with like a nothing ending, and it should. <laughs> and it then just you have to wait now. What it, it right just here. should say to be continued. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, now yeah, that yeah. I know, I forgot it was just a part one. It's part one, part two. I mean, people summer. are probably waiting to see it closer because it's kind of a buzzkill mm. to be done with the movie and not have it end. All right, Grant. Yeah, agree. I, was, I agree. That was my one upset. You know, I, yeah, they could have just gone with to be continued. You're right. All right. Well, on that note, uh, the movie critics are resting. That's right. We're going to rest and take a pause and spray ourselves with Tigris um, <laughs> and, and brood, splash some brood on, and we'll be right back with stories we can't get enough of. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Here's an interesting question from one of our listeners, Ann. She wants to know, can I stop my spouse from divorcing me? Well, the simple answer is no. (laughs) Because we're a no-fault divorce state and you don't need a reason for a divorce, if one party wants a divorce and the other does not, the divorce will move forward. Unfortunately, these are things that you have to deal with, and that's when sometimes we're dealing with the emotional aspect. We have a lot of clients where we have to work through that to get to the point where they're understanding and engaged to get to a good settlement and accept what's going to happen. Since she didn't want the divorce, can she make her spouse pay her attorney's fees? Not necessarily. The basis to ask for the other party to pay your attorney's fees is legally under need-based or conduct-based, and both are established on a case-by-case basis. Boy, there's a lot of details with a divorce. And so this is why you should go see Ann Tressler. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword, divorce. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. So we learned uh, via uh, the vendors that the 75th Primetime Emmys um, that were scheduled to be September 18th have been told that the ceremony will not air. The news was expected amid the shutdown with the writers and actors on strike. But until now, the TV Academy and Fox had kept the September 18th date as as a placeholder, but that's less than two months away. So there's no way vendors, producers, publicists were all informed yesterday that their services will need to be pushed. Same with the Creative Arts Emmys, which takes place a couple weekends before, and this is the first time the Emmys have been postponed since nine eleven, right? As two thousand and one, and um, 
at that point, then like in November, a very subdued. Very, I mean, and it, I think Ellen DeGeneres hosted. I think so. And that was like in November. An exact date has not been determined. It's not expected to be announced until early August. But Variety has reported that Fox is aiming to air the show in January of 2024. While the TV Academy had been pushing for November, January will put the Emmys right in the middle of the movie award season, as well as guild shows honoring shows under different eligibility. But even November is certainly probably going to be too soon. Maybe not, but it seems like it. It seems like there's not really a lot uh, happening. They're hoping, of course, that it will. But otherwise, I think they're really planning for January for the Emmys. Do you see this? I mean, boy. Well, it went on for a long time. The last big strike, I think, was like 1960. I mean, even... And we learned that from Norman Lear. Yes. And his Instagram yes, yesterday. Yes, He said the last time this happened really was in 1960. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So there's still voting going on, like, uh, just... Today the they announced, or? yeah, for the Emmys, the voting is going to happen okay. uh, between August 17th and August 28th. But, I mean, no one can promote anything. It seems weird. Totally. That they don't uh, have that. And um, the nominations were announced two days before the SAG after a strike um, was announced that it was happening. So, uh, you know... No one is going to be able to, you know, promote anything. And HBO dominated it with uh, Succession, The Last of Us, and The White Lotus. Were yeah, the... They had 23 nominations, mm-hmm. I believe. I was just looking through my Emmy pile of stuff, and I thought, oh, I can put that away put for that a while. Put that away. Check it out over here. I will say, I was so <clears throat> wound up after watching Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I was like, I got to watch something. And I'm like, oh, just like that. I can watch it totally just like that. that. Because uh, we knew, based on last week's episode, that Aiden was going to be mm. returning. Beautiful John Corbett. Beautiful. And and finally, I feel like I got an episode that I liked. That I still cringed a little bit with Miranda, but I felt like it had some Sex in the City vibe in it. And um, Carrie and Aiden... Um, uh, CJ, you don't see it until the end of the episode, and she's wearing just an amazing dress and coat. <clears throat> and I'm like so excited to see him because just we love him. And anyway, he comes out. Uh, oh, you found our I found our photos. I, yeah. He is signing when he he was actually signing a photograph of him playing Aiden. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. On Sex in the City, when he was in studio with us. For my big fat Greek yeah, wedding. Yeah, luck. Yeah. Well, That's you're, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he shows <laughs> up and... He is wearing, now this has been so much fun. Social media has had the most fun with this. He is wearing a belted jacket. Mm -hmm. My favorite, Vulture described it as he looked like a Civil War soldier who rode into battle (laughs) on a Ducati. On a Um, Ducati. I like that. Because it's got a very kind of a motorcycle vibe Mm -hmm. to it. It doesn't make any sense because Aiden, who was a woodworker, Owned the bar with Steve. You know, he wore turquoise rings and chambray shirts. And I mean, he was a very, I know 13 years have passed, but this jacket made absolutely no sense because he looks fine as hell. Yes, he does. He looks so good. And of course, he's married to Bo Derek. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just didn't make sense. That seemed like something that uh, one of the guys in succession would wear. No, it's jacket. no. It seemed like Christopher Plummer. It's a Bell Staff jacket, a five hundred and ninety-five dollar jacket, Ooh. and he looked ridiculous in it. Okay, so <laughs> last time I saw a man in a belted jacket was when we watched Captain Von Trapp and Sound of Music, and then right around the same <laughs> yes. time, my dad. Belts used to be very in vogue because we didn't have elastic or puffer down jackets. Yeah, and so belts were very in vogue if, if you've skied back in the day, sixties, seventies. You know, because you needed to keep the snow, the snow from coming up and everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a whole different set if you didn't have the suit. And, and, and you know, he, we, we know, we learned from a couple episodes ago when Carrie was thinking about getting in touch with him that she knew he sold his furniture business to West Elm and that he got divorced. Yes. And had kids. And lived in Vermont. Vermont or something. something like that. And I mean, he's definitely having a midlife crisis in this jacket. Yeah, and I don't have any idea how it happened or anything, so I don't want to know. But no. it is a midlife crisis jacket. It, it really is. It's it so is. bad because he looks so good. He looks so, so good. You know. Um, and Michael Patrick King on the show that they do um, where the writers, it's a podcast, the sure. writers talk about it. And they said, we, we wanted to give John a makeover. And I thought, that is the wrong way. Who was, who was his fashion designer? Uh, well, whoever the fashion yeah. person is. Um, but the Writer's Room podcast, that's what Michael Patrick King said. We gave him a makeover and we told him to show up hard. So he looked fit from Yo, the picture. Very. He, he looked, looked fit. Amazing. He looked solid. And, and when looked... Carrie Bradshaw says to him, how is it that you look exactly the same? You're feeling the same exact thing. And uh... you know who is the real villain? I've agreed with several um, entertainment writers that have written about this show. The real villain in Just Like That? Yeah. Lily. Charlotte's oldest daughter is a brat with the capital B R A T. She's the villain. She's a little entitled. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> All right, my talkers. Grant here for Hoff and Weber Construction, your hometown experts for over 30 years when it comes to siding, windows, roofing, doors, gutters, and even solar. Now, the last week here, we've had some severe weather roll through the metro area, so your home could have experienced some damage from that weather. Maybe some roof and hail damage or just some siding damage, whatever it may be. The team over at Hoff and Weber Construction can help you out and make sure that you get the fix that you need for your home. So if I have to say anything about it myself, Jason has come out. He's one of the guys in the sales team to check out my roof. 
It was a very easy process. Came right out, checked out my roof. I had to call my insurance company. Simply, that's it, just to set up the claim, and he took it from there. They handled all the insurance situations, everything else from helping me pick out the uh, shingles. It's just an easy process. And they have a really cool showroom right in New Brighton off of 35W which, that's kid and dog friendly, so you can take the family there to see what these adjustments would look like to your home. So if your home experienced some damage over this last couple weeks with the severe weather, reach out to the sales team at hwconstruction.com. Again, that's hwconstruction.com. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Well, been a rough week music-wise. First losing Sinead O'Connor. Um, and Grant posted a couple nights ago at, um, or I guess Wednesday night. Wednesday night. The, um, uh, Pink, it was playing at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Brandy Carlisle was opening. And during the show, they came out and sang Nothing Compares to You. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And in honor of Sinead O'Connor... They, uh, we posted that. She posted it to her socials, but if you'd like to take a look at it, it's, it's really moving. And then this morning we found out that Randy Meisner, who's the bass player for the Eagles for most of their hits, has yeah. passed away at the age of 1977. And if you remember watching the documentary history of the Eagles, which, which was came awesome. on like 10 years ago. Yeah, and then they went on their little tour with that same thing, and that was a great tour because yes. it was like watching the documentary with them performing along with the documentary right. in front of you. It was amazing. Amazing, and of course, the Eagles are coming to the Excel for two nights in November. With your favorite band. Yes. Oh, Steely Dan, mm-hmm. I know it. But it means you can go <laughs> let me get there late. Um, mm-hmm. But he was the bass player. He was one of the founding members yes. uh, from 1971 to... 77 he wrote and sang the song take it to the limit and that's because he had the very high, high voice and that's take it to well grant will find it yep. for us and and but his harmonies are heard on all the records yeah. from take yep. it easy through hotel california. california and remember the greatest hits eagle album from that period is in a dead heat with michael jackson's thriller for the biggest selling album of all time so he, it's the best album. Even though he left the band and everything, yep. you know, the royalties from that. Yep. He lived a rock and roll life. He had many falling outs with the Eagles, Poco, and other groups of musicians. Okay, wait a minute. Did you say Poco? Poco. Mm-hmm. I remember Pablo Cruz around that time, too. I saw yep. him at Midway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, his second wife died in 2016 when she was moving in a hall. Where, when a gun she was moving in a hall closet went off by accident and oh. killed her. And, um, but he, he hasn't been with the band in years, but he definitely left his mark. I mean, one of these nights and he's in oh, rock what? history. One of these strange and lonely yeah. nights. Anyway, uh, rest in peace. He died, uh, at the age of 77 of COPD. And, um, uh, I think, you know, people will be just like they did with Sinead. A lot of people downloading and listening, you know, to songs by the Eagles and, you know, just going back to Pink performing in Cincinnati she explained to the crowd she said my mom grew up in Atlantic City and I used to go down to the Ocean City boardwalk with my ten dollars and I would make a demo tape I would make a little cassette tape and imagine it was my demo for a record company and I would either sing greatest love of all by Whitney or nothing compares to you by Sinead so in honor of Sinead and Brandy Carlisle came out they sang nothing compares to you I love it. I know. You know, I was reading a little more on Sinead O'Connor. Um, she had an album that was supposed to come out that people were saying was... Just... Oh, next, yeah, for yep. next year. 
Yep. And mm-hmm. um, she was going to be touring. Um, and on July 17th, I mean, she just said this about her son that died by suicide 18 months before she died, that she's been living as undead a night creature since. He was the love of her life, the lamp of my soul. We were one soul in two mm-hmm. halves. The only person who ever loved me unconditionally. I'm lost in the barter without him. Yeah. Isn't that just- It's so sad. It's so, so sad. Uh, the video, uh, the YouTube performance of Sinead performing at the Bob Dylan concert at Madison Square Garden. Oh. She and booed. she got booed. Yes, yeah. yes. And that was know, right after. Two weeks after SNL. And yep. you know who came out and um, put his arm around her and gave her support and uh, was Chris Christopherson. Oh, Okay, because Kenny Rogers introduced her, I believe. Yeah, at but that. He, he, Chris, Chris was, was the one, one who gave her okay. a, a comfort as she's just I'm getting goosebumps. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know. All right, well, in on a more happy note, uh, <laughs> uh, Kylie Minogue has this announced... This is exciting. Uh, ...has announced she is going ba-dum, to do... Ba-dum. Yeah, ba-dum, ba-dum. Uh, she's going to serve as inaugural headliner for a new... Um, a theater at the Venetian Resort. Yes. It, it's a thousand seat um, room. Intimate. 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 I mean, this is going to be, these tickets are going to be spendy. For only a thousand seats? Yeah. I I feel like I was in this theater when I saw the B-52s, but okay, maybe maybe I wasn't. But I thought it was about a thousand people at the Venetian. But it's a new, new venue called Voltaire. Maybe they're, they've added one or something, but she's going to start the residency. The first date is November 3rd. And not sure how many dates, but she said this will be featuring songs from her upcoming 16th album, Tension. Cover, of course, all of their biggest hits. This would be a fantastic show okay, and reason to go to Vegas. Lori, yes. launching in November, Walter Beldenut. Mm-hmm. A theatrical venue offers Las Vegas pre-party headliner and thousand. I mean, Mm -hmm. promising to be amazing. Yeah, kicking off with Kylie Minogue. Padam, padam. Oh, this is can't get you out of my head. I know we got. I'm gonna see tickets go on sale. Yeah, they're not on sale yet. No, August ninth. Kylie Minogue more than just a. Residency. I want to go to this. I would love to I'm go to this. I'm going to sign up. I'm signing up. Sign right up now for to the be things. the first to know. Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> because um, you know she doesn't. It's not like she toured a lot or no. anything. She she performs more in Europe and stuff. Um, and the other thing, this is a funny story. I'm thinking of uh, our friend Shannon and the Mutti out in Seattle. Yes. Oh, my mom cool. wanted to know about you know. Taylor Swift, and she's like, you know, two nights at the uh, at the Seahawks yes, uh, stadium. stadium, which is known as the Twelfth Man because it's one of the loudest yes. stadiums in the I've country. Been there. I saw them play the Vikings. Yes, yes. So, did I actually so uh, this uh, guy, this geology professor at the Western Washington University, he monitors seismic activity, and he monitored the seismic activity. For Taylor Swift last weekend, because she played like Saturday the sound, and Sunday. the noise, the people. Yes. He said the Swifties dance activity caused seismic activity equivalent of a 2.3 magnitude earthquake. And um, he said, I grabbed the data from both nights of the concert, and I quickly noticed they were clearly the same. If I overlay them on top of each other, they're nearly identical. He said the only other time that 
noise and dancing uh, was that equivalent was in 2011 Beastquake when the Seattle Seahawks fans went wild when Marshawn Lynch had this incredible touchdown during the NFC Wild game against the Saints. Yeah, that was when he dove in and he had the Skittles. Yes, Yes. and the Swifties, though, have the NFL fans beat. The shaking was twice as strong as Beastquake. It doubled it. That was 1.1. I love how they call it Beastquake. Beastquake. (laughs) And it was the duration of shaking for Taylor Swift. I collected about 10 hours of data where with him... Rhythm controlled the behavior, the music, the speakers, the beat. All that energy drives into the ground and shakes it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Isn't up, that wild? Yes. It upholds the, the reputation that that stadium has. The way it's designed, the way it's built, and their fans are savages when it comes to sound. Yeah. I mean, they get excited. Like you said, not only Seattle fans, but there's something about that stadium and that town and the people that live there. And when they get in that building, and they, they know almost, how to make it roar. They almost have... Three-fourths of the light rail is built. It's not all the way to Tacoma, and it's not all the way, but a lot of it is built because it's kind of a nightmare to park. Oh, big nightmare. Um, yes. Down there. So the light rail is like the big thing that they're, you know, hoping will will help. But I know um, my mom, if she does anything in Seattle, it has to be in the afternoon. Oh, I, <laughs> I agree. I'll never forget when we went there. I went there with the boys maybe like five years ago uh-huh. now. And my friend lives in Issaquah, and we were going down to the stadium to see the Mariners. The traffic it at Issaquah was stopped. Oh, yeah, and awful. that's a height. I mean, it's terrible there. It yeah. really they have a problem. So that's Ubers nice. were key for me when I was there. I didn't want to drive. I mean, we still waited, but at we least I wasn't driving Ubers. and yeah. parking. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. All right, listen. Um, when we come back, uh, we got a little Hollywood news for you. The State Fair likes us. They really like yeah, us. They do. Oh, yeah. gosh. That we, was cool. Because we, we've been starting to book things for the fair this week. And That's it's just right. So it's kind of getting, it's exciting. I went it's, through my August tickler file because uh-huh. I'm going to so many concerts. You are. Five. You are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I got to find all my tickets. And then I write a posty note. Who's going with me? <laughs> right. Uh, Who I owes did me money. Everyone Who's paid. I made oh, everyone the, write me good, checks. Good. Or give me cash ahead of time, mm-hmm. even though I had great pressure to get Venmo. I just said, I don't have any kids I'm sending money to. If I'm buying you a concert ticket, you can give me cash. There you go, Laura. So I was getting all of that organized, and I'm like, I'm going to... I'm a little worried. I'm going to a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday first weekend of the fair. Mm-hmm. You're going to Keith Urban? Oh, I yes. didn't know that. Yeah, Julia, I asked you, you. You did. I asked you. You said I just, no. You saw him last November and you declined. I did just see him. I love him though. But I, I, the chicks. That's Friday night. We're going. Chaka Khan and Boys to Men is the that's first Sunday of the fair. Oh, I would like and to go to Duran Young Gravy. Duran Duran is Young like gravy. A, uh, Thursday the thirty first. Okay. Um, Young Gravy is the 30th. Yes. I figured I had time to decide about that. And that then, one you should have time for. Yeah, yeah. and then also... Um, That's one more. Out. Oh, Brandy Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle. Mm-hmm. And then... Which we're waiting for but, those tickets. Right, and there's there's the Jonas Brothers, yeah. which would be really kind of fun at the mm-hmm. fair. And then they're coming to Excel. We're going to be giving away tickets to that next week. Yeah, oh, are we? Yes. we got a little... Yeah, yeah. So that's so a fun we little just heard, nugget. Uh, Tim McGraw's coming to Excel next April, I think. It's April 20th, yep. Yeah. 
Grant knows the date, and obviously he has something to do that date from the look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good day. You, you got know. plans. Well, I, oh, I got a 20. From... I just got it. Oh, for crying out loud. I know. I know. It's going to be the first legal 420 in the state of Minnesota. We're almost three, That's four days away. Right. I got first. a note from my girlfriend. I should be coming to St. Paul today for the Madonna concert. Tear, tear, tear. Imagine how sad she is that all this hype about her 40. 40- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Beers is the queen of pop is wasted. This is true. It was supposed to be this Sunday night at the X. Yeah, it was going to be her. I'm I think the fourth stop on her I was. Ex- we were so excited for this. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? So, well, my next big concert is Pink. You can't handle this, the truth. I just watched that again, by the way, the other night. Which one? A uh, Few Good Men. Uh-huh. Boy, does that hold up. Yeah, that's a great movie. That is such a great movie. But um, you can't handle uh, your bubble of seeing so many amazing people in one year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's good that we're postponing your because you went to the Rolling Stones. You went to... Uh, Bruce Springsteen, you went to Beyonce, Mellencamp. you went to Janet. John Mellencamp in the small theater, Janet Jackson, Shania, Shania. And planning that, on getting tickets to see Sam Smith. I want to see Sam Smith yeah. really bad. We got to go to that one. Yeah. And then, but we then to have Madonna and Pink and Brandy Carlyle yeah. and no, the I chicks, know it. it's too much. It's, it's a, it's a richness that I can handle. You can. I mean, but think of that all in a year. Yeah, I know. That's a lot. That's a lot. And, and do I have one ticket stub for any of them? No. Can I still have my Prince ticket stub? I mean, this is something that they really should start thinking about us again. They're not going to. It's such a drag. Laura. Yeah. I'm, 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 I hope I'm not here when for I run, when we have the thing that's just digital, some kind of a thing in our wrists that gets us located to everything or thumbprint I or something. But I bet we are. Yeah, no, that'll be coming, but we won't be here. Somehow you'll dislodge yours. <laughs> and then we'll have to come and help you and put a bracelet around your ankle. <laughs> Somehow that'll happen. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why this is news, but it kind of is. Uh, the Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think is the wealthiest of the Jonas Brothers? This came out today. Um, you know, they hosted that I'm a celebrity's partner or sister yeah, yeah. or somebody. Is it... Um... Is it uh, Nick? Nick is the richest. Yeah. Nick is worth seventy million. Joe is worth fifty million. Kevin, forty million. And then that little other brother that we don't know. Um, we don't Franklin. know. Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's on Claim to Fame. Yes. He's the host. So, I keep forgetting to dip back into that show. Claim to Fame. Good. Is it's it good? good? It is good. Is it's it? good reality. Well, yeah, it's on we Monday had the night epic, after The Bachelor. Well, remember we had the epic audio of the meltdown from Tom Hanks' niece when yes. he got kicked out in the first episode of season two? Oh, I mean, it's it's full of fun drama. Have, That's you, a good go- one. have you gone back to yes. I'm an Astronaut? Let, oh, no. Let's go there. No. The Mars to Stars yeah. or Stars on Mars. I, I quit. I'd stopped. Yeah. I watched one episode when uh, Rumor Tallulah, one of Will, one of Bruce and Demi's daughters, was the captain of the ship and got kicked out. And then I thought, eh, 
Even while ironing, there wasn't enough there there. That's funny. I went back <laughs> and finished New York Housewives last week. Wasn't it good? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. But I'm with you. That one, one bugs. See? Yeah. Sigh, the Instagram yeah, lady. the one, one bugs. Yeah, she, she can be a one and done mm-hmm. housewife. Alert for Sunday night. If you were a fan last year of um, Lieutenant Joe Leaphorn, who is um, the star, the character's name on Dark Winds, that's coming back on Sunday night on yes. AMC. Yes. So if you want to set your DVR, uh, maybe you just subscribe to AMC Plus, but he reunites with, uh, you know, the guy, his former deputy who turned into a private investigator. So they're in Navajo country. It's based, I believe, on the Tony Hillerman novels of the same name. What's the name of this thing again? Uh, Dark Winds. Yes. Oh, I think I already did it. We liked this show so much last year as kind of a justified. And and the Zan McLarnan is is so good as um, Lieutenant Joe Leaphorn. And I always think of your Aunt Marlene. She read all those Tony Hillerman novels. Tony Hillerman. My mom was into that. Think for a hot second. Yeah, I read one. Mm-hmm. I remember re- reading one, and one and done. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good. It's a it's a good show. You know, they're chasing a killer who's turning his sights on them to protect a secret that rips open old wounds. But they could do this show for ever and ever. You know, yes, there's so could. many books. So yes, anyway, they could. it's very good. Um, so that's just a little television reminder for well, you. Well, I have a ton of them for later, but if you yeah, want me to that's get... all right. And now I want to know. <laughs> that's right. You, that's you right. talked a lot. Right? Yeah. Well, I want to know what you think, because there are so many think pieces that came out after Kevin Spacey was found not guilty. <laughs> okay, I'm curious. Give uh, me something, because well, I piece, have a... Yeah. The think pieces are, is he going to be able to launch a Hollywood comeback? And the think pieces say... No. No. And the reason why is because he's had such a long time reputation as a real a-hole. Just being a dink. And also sexually assaulting and grabbing people without their permission. People have known this about him. I mean, no, it wasn't But found. other people have done that have come back. But he has... Well, who? Ah, uh, Bill Murray. I think that he, people will forgive him, but he doesn't have the dinkus around him. Like he doesn't Kevin have Spacey. the long time. Kevin I mean, Spacey. I've told you about my friend who worked on Iron Will in Duluth. You're right. He stuck out his leg and tripped, deliberately tripped the young kid who was the star of that show. And my friend called him out. He's like, what the, he said. Why would Elton John stick up for him? Not well, Elton John, because he, he got, just said the truth. He said the truth. Yeah, yeah that Kevin he Spacey was at his house yeah. that night. That this one guy, but he's been credibly accused of assaulting men and boys in New York and L.A. and wherever he's filmed. So he's a dink. He, he's faced hundreds of accusations. So they're like, yeah, he's going to maybe be like Roman Polanski, working in Europe. Yeah. Someone hired him and said, I'm so glad I hired him. I didn't read the full story of who it was or where it mm-hmm. was. But I agree. So there must be, you know, all the people that worked on with him with House of Cards yes. must think he's a dink. I mean, when you are... You have the reputation of No being... one wants to hire you. You know, you go, you know, you might have a great talent, even like, you know, like on something like our, our show, a great talent. But if everyone behind the scenes knows what a... Terrible, mean, mean person. Cruel yeah. person I mean, that you are. Yeah. You won't get hired yeah. back, even though you're a great talent. Because yeah. he's a great talent. Yeah, everyone knows who he is. Yeah. No, so 
And once those stories came out in 2017, Hollywood cut all ties to the totally. point that Ridley Scott had to, uh, um, who's Captain Von Trapp, that guy. That, Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer replace replaced him in that movie, yep. All the Money in the World. Yep. Oh, which I was about those, the Getty kidnapping. Yes. But they had filming right. basically done. Right. It'll be movie. interesting because he still is playing back Netflix for breach of contract, too. Oh, for House of Cards? Yeah. Yeah. I was obsessed with that when that first came out. That was good. It was. That was the first time Frank binging. Underwood. That was the first show I ever binged on. Yeah. was House of Cards. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the first yeah, one. It was. it was so great. It was a very good show. All right. Well, Kevin, happy times overseas. He's He's lived in London for so long, he can go back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we wish him well. There we go. All right. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs>